You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I have a lovely woman with us today. She's going to share her brilliance with you. She came to us through our superpower expert, Jennifer Urezio, who has her show, Superpowers of the Soul, which we're very excited about. Um, but Deb Cooperman is, well, she's delightful, as I said, but she she talks about writing. So we're going to talk today about writing as a superpower generator. And before your mind kind of goes to well, writing, like, okay, well, everybody writes, but, but it, it's not, it's an art, right? It's how we use the writing. It's how we embrace it. It's what we're, um, what voice that we're allowing to come through that. And, and I know for me, I've worked with a ton of people who, as soon as they go into the writing space, it's like must write and use rules. And, and so they really <laughs> cut off that creativity. And I'm, I'm going to blame, you know, academia for that and how we're, I how totally we're raised, but well. <laughs> I think so. And it's, and, and it was, and, and for me, at least it was like, I had to learn all the rules just so I could learn how to break all the rules. And, and I'm sure we can get into that, but, but we're going to talk today about how to really use that as a growth tool, which is what we're all about. Right. And for those of us to, who, assist people in evolution, we, we, we have to be willing to evolve. And so Deb is known as a writing evangelist and she's the founder of the Writer Babes, which is so perfect. Um, and, and she's very, she's all over the place. So she looks really good on paper with regard to interviews and some of the folks that she's worked with and her certifications and all kinds of fun stuff, which you can check out at her website. Um, but today I really want to dive in and talk about how we can use writing as this really, really powerful tool. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Deb to the show. Welcome, Deb. Hi, thank you so much, Tonya. I appreciate it. It's fun. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, very cool. Yes, we do have fun over here. So let's let's start that fun and ask you, what are your superpowers? Well, so I knew this was coming, of course, because I've listened to your podcasts. Um, and and I, I just got such a really a challenging and wonderful question. Uh, part of it is because I, I think, what is your superpower? I think it's superpowers. You know, I think you probably think that too. Because um, I was thinking, so just one? Come on, I contain multitudes. There are myriads. <laughs> You're like, wait, wait, wait. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but I figured that um, just to, to bring one here, one that really impacts my work is, is one that I probably didn't see until I was in my late 30s is that I would say I'm a really good space holder. And um, that shows up in a lot of ways. I mean, in one way, I'm just a really good party host. <laughs> but I also I, I set really safe spaces in my workshop. Um, and I'm able to be with people in really challenging times and I don't feel like I have to fix things, which is an amazing gift for someone in my line of work. So I, I have a way of setting the stage for women to kind of explore and discover the stuff on their own and to dig down and unearth the things that they really want to get to, but they might be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's just part of kind of being able to hold all of these and big big, big emotions and big, um, challenging, um, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good and bad. Beautiful. Yeah. I really, I really like that. And, and it's fascinating with the writing stuff. So talk to me a little bit about how you got into using writing as a tool that started really young. Yeah. Um, somebody gave me a journal. I can't remember who it was right before my 12th birthday. And before they gave it to me, I had absolutely 
no thinking like, oh, I should be writing. But as soon as they gave this journal to me, it, it was di- little five-year diary, you know, this, with a little lock on it and all that. And uh, as soon as I got it, it was kind of like, oh, I have a lot to say. And I just really found it as a way. I mean, at that time, I was writing about, you know, my sister being annoying or my parents didn't understand me and stuff like that. But over the years, it just became this wonderful outlet and it's evolved in a way that um, I don't really see how I would have made it through certain things in my life without that. And sometimes I probably wouldn't have created the things in my life that I did without that uh, because it's mm. a safe place to, to vent, to explore, to test out things um, it's just, I, it's a magical tool. As far as I'm concerned, it's really just an amazing, amazing tool. Mm, very cool. So here's my confession. So when I was young, I had journals and diaries and whatnot. And, and what I found was that I had a hard time, um, telling the truth. And now, of course, I look back on that and see part of the challenge was, is that there were versions of truth. And so it was like, I was really grappling with that. And, and, uh, but, but, but what I mean by that is, is that I would kind of tell stories. And so I ended up getting so irritated with myself and being like, okay, this is, isn't working. Like I, I just couldn't get in touch with just one aspect of myself and give that voice. And it was, it was really obvious to me that I was talking from various kind of components and, and, and it, it, I, I didn't have enough of a skill set at the time to really reconcile that within myself. Um, actually, as a sidebar, you, you, you mentioned containing multitudes, and that happens to be one of my favorite quotes ever is Whitman of, you know, I contradict myself very well. Mm-hmm. I contradict myself. I contain multitudes. Yep. And, um, but, but that was, I came up against that in a real naive way because I didn't know. And um, so I turned to poetry. So I was mm-hmm. able to write poetry and be flowery and, and expansive and, and, um, and, and not have to worry about how I felt about it or am I saying the truth or do I even want to admit this? Like it was, I was able to do it kind of under this um, fiction guise and, and pull all of that out of me. And so that, that became, you know, more of my tool and I had notebooks full of poetry, but I had such a hard time journaling. Well, here's, um, here's the thing. You bring up an amazing, like I was sitting here, you're talking and I'm like vibrating. I'm so excited. So the thing <laughs> is that there's no right way to do it. It doesn't have to be a journal. It doesn't have to be, here's what happened today. It doesn't have to even be, you know, I often say that sometimes the truth is found in the stories. I, I, I do one of the first um, exercises I do with women who come to my group is I tell them to tell a true story, but add three untruths in the story. Um, because what it does is it kind of frees us up. We can tell a, a, an honest and real story and an honest and real and, and dig in on an honest and real issue potentially, uh, if we feel that freedom to not have to say exactly how it happened. Um, and, and, and in doing poetry is another opportunity. You, you can put your truth in poetry. It doesn't have to be, I'm challenged because my conversation with this person made me nuts. It, it can be, steaming red anger you know whatever it is that the words are that come out in a poetic form that are that are pulling that emotion and pulling that stuff out of you it doesn't have to be one way that's the magic of it 
And so you did do it. You know, you did whatever it is. It's not, but to me, it's not journaling because if, if I call it only journaling, then people have a vision of what it is. I call it writing practice. Mm, um, I like that distinction. And, that, and that's where I really went to with it was that creativity. And then, of course, as my life expanded and I got into the counterintel arena and had to train agents that, you know, there's versions of truth and they don't really like that conversation. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it, it really set the stage for um, what was to come next. I just didn't know it at the time. And, and I did, mm-hmm. you know, what, what all of us do is, you know, the best we can in that moment of, of reconciling it and surviving right. Um, but it, it, and I noticed, I like what you're talking about because I also noticed this kind of distaste around like going back and reading something. And I felt like I was maybe foolish in my assessment at the time, because in retrospect, I was able to glean additional information and it never sat well with me. And it's like, Oh, how could I have thought that? I'm like, wow, there's a whole lot of judgment going on in just this act of writing. But I think it, it, it's what you, exactly what you mentioned, which, which is you call it like a journal or you call it a diary or whatever. Like I'm supposed to put my deepest, darkest secrets into this thing. And I really didn't have any deep, dark secrets. Like it was like, I talked about everything. Um, and so I think, I think that that's what happened is I was putting it in these boxes and having a lot of trouble, especially as a young person, reconciling that. Right. And, you know, th- th- you bring up another great point is that when you read back, what is what comes up? What do you see? Obviously, you were you were making up a story about well, this wasn't right. I wasn't. I maybe I didn't do it right, or I didn't like you said. Was I really not telling the truth? Did I not see? I find amazingly sometimes I will look back on things that I wrote, and and I know at the time that I was hiding something from myself and I can read it and I can see underneath how I'm writing around it. And I have compassion for that woman because Mm. she was almost there and she just couldn't see it yet. And what I love about that is it helps me have compassion for the people that I work with, with myself now, and to be able to say, you know, this, this life thing is a process. You don't just wake up and get it one day. Like, oh, now I know how to live my life really well. It's, it's a process and you're going to have to traverse all these different challenges and things about yourself and about the world around you. And if you're in process and if you allow, allow yourself that in the way you write, you have an opportunity in there to kind of be kinder to yourself because it's never perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Mm, yeah. That took me a very long time to get to. It was, and, and part of it was the, the journey of me um, having this compelling need to get somewhere. And that's, that's, you know, I talk about that a lot about our, mm. the energetic waves that we agreed to ride here. And mm. I wasn't going to stop feeling less than until I got there and could see why I, ha- I use that as the drive. I, I often tell people early on that self-doubt was my secret weapon. Um, and now, of course, mm. self-reflection and introspection, it's, it's been able to mature. Um, but it took that to go, wait, no, no, no. Like, you're lying. Like, what is going on here? Like, I, I had a, like that human behavior component was so compelling for me, even mm. as I witnessed it in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, so I think some of that depends on what journeys we, we select. Um, but it took me a long time to get to where I could relax into exactly what you're talking about, which is 
you know, it's the experience of it. And, and we all chose different paths and we all kind of come to in, in different moments and, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that wasn't going to be the message early on. So, so how did you, you know, get it, getting from the, okay, the writing really worked with you. What was the transition into working with others on that? Um, it's, it's hard to make this a short story, but I'll do my best. <laughs> but, well, we can, what we can do is we could, take, we could take a quick break, and then when we come back, you can, do, you can evo- elaborate on that. A Does little better version of the, uh, the attempt at a yeah. short story. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do that. So, but, but before we take a break, let's tell people where they can go to find out more about you. Sure. Um, my website is my name, Deb Cooperman. Uh, C-O-O-P-E-R-M-A-N, debcooperman.com. And I've got a little present for your people. So if they want to go to debcooperman.com slash superpowers, um, they can go pick up a little something that I have for them to help them um, either get started or deepen their own writing practice. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you so much. We've been talking with Deb Cooperman about writing as a superpower generator. And when we come back, we're going to dive into Deb's story about how she transitioned into working with others. And I feel like that's going to resonate with a lot of you as you open up to your own gifts and abilities and how you can work with other people. So stick with us and we'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The superpower net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit Superpower X Experts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. You're listening to the Superpower Up podcast, and we're talking today with Deb Cooperman about writing as a superpower generator. So, Deb, before the break, I asked you a question that, that we alluded to. We're going to um, elaborate on to, you know, right now about how you transition from using writing as a tool for your own self healing to helping others in, in that capacity, also. Yeah, well, again, as you said, I, I've been doing this since I was a kid, and I knew that it was helpful to me. Um, what I started to do, it, it probably I'm trying to remember when, it actually doesn't matter. But um, at one point, I, I was married, and my now ex-husband uh, got an opportunity to move uh, us to Australia for a job, and we lived in Australia for a couple of years. I didn't have a visa to uh, work when I was there. So I was a joyful dilettante. And while I was taking classes and playing and taking, you know, people on tours of Sydney, uh, I was doing a lot of work trying to figure out, realizing that I had been doing work most of my life that I felt like I was pretzeling myself to fit in a job um, to, to just get by and have a job. And I thought there's got to be a way that I can bring more of myself, uh, to my work. And so I started sort of exploring what that might look like. And eventually after, um, my marriage, uh, ended, I wound up being, as I like to say, I was a bit of a cliche, uh, and as statistics, I, I drove to California and moved to California for a few years to kind of play it, figure it out, you know, figure out a new thing. And uh, while I was there, I had to work and I got a job working for the Coaches Training Institute, which is uh, one of the top 
coach training organizations in the U.S. Um, now, people had always told me that I was, you know, you, you should have been a therapist, you know, you should have been a therapist, you're really good at people. And so I found myself doing public relations and promotions for this organization and taking classes and thinking, oh, my God, I found my thing. Um, but I found that I, I didn't love the one-on-one stuff so much. I got into this thing where I felt like too much responsibility and I felt like the process needed to be theirs. And But I wasn't that great at holding space at the time. I wanted to fix it at the time. And I'd, somebody come with me with a challenge and I'd be like, oh, I'll fix it. And what I eventually did was I realized that I, when I worked with a client who was willing to write, they did better. They, they grew faster. They paid more attention. It wasn't just expecting me to help them figure it out. Um, and I'm sure that I brought a lot of that to them. <laughs> you know, they didn't just come to me going, help me figure it out. I, you know, I certainly had a lot to do with that. But when I eventually realized that what, I, what worked for me could work for other people, I started using it in the coaching. And then I found, you know, just bringing it to groups as, you know, really, I did it just kind of as a, it will be fun to do with groups. And then that just kind of took off. And I realized that there was a superpower in that, in holding those groups and creating a space for women to explore this stuff in a group because it's a safe space. And then they're among other people who are also exploring and there's that safety in being vulnerable in a group. Uh, so, which I know you guys know because you do that um, in your own program. So, you know, when you're, when you're in a group, um, I think that the, the growth can um, really um, losing, I don't know what the word is that I want, but um, I think it really helps people in their growth. Yeah, that support. And, and I think it is so crucial, especially, you know, as we're entering into spaces that feel alien to us, that feel kind of foreign to us. And we don't, and we don't know what it looks like. I think it's helpful to have people who can say, hey, this is what that space looked like for me. Yeah. You know, I ventured into it. I survived. You know, there's a good chance you're going to as well. Yes. Um, yeah. And also, you don't have to do it alone. You know, I know that was a big part of, of my journeying is so much of it. I was alone in, and mm. um, because of what I agreed to do here and how that worked, you know, and, and n- never truly alone, obviously my husband's always been my, my biggest fan. And, um, but a lot of times, yeah, you know, I would laugh cause I'd stop my foot and be like, I, where's my Tonya? You know? And he'd just kind of look at me like crazy and be like, <laughs> Uh, do you remember who you are and what you came here to do? You know, and it's like, uh, mm. you know, and I think that's true for so many of us. I'm not unique in that capacity that our work is our work and no one can do it for us. No one's doing it with us. It's, mm. but, but certainly people can walk beside us. And that was the vision I saw um, as I got more and more clarity around the collaboration piece for this is that so many people are standing you know, on the top of their own mountain peaks. And, and it's like, look, you know, I get it. No one else is up there with you, but look to your left and look to your right. There are other mountain peaks and other people are standing up there. And it's time that we join forces and, mm-hmm. and can honor the mountain each one of us climbed and still support and love and, and encourage each other in our growth, knowing that it's not the same. I mean, of course, at the end of the day, it's, it's identical, but it's not the same. You know, we're not experiencing it the same. So it gets really yeah, right. confounding. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's so crucial to have those support mechanisms. And 
um, and, and love, really. I mean, I, I laughed the other day. I was like, I think really all any of us are doing are teaching each other to love. Like, I really, that's my, that's my newest suspicion is like, love yourself, love other, love other people. It really is that simple. Um, but we have all these gateways and tools that we utilize because we all brought our unique packaging of superpowers into the world. Right. Um, to evolve. And I love what you said at the beginning of the show. Like, of course we don't have one. In fact, I think we have all the superpowers. Like which yeah. ones are you predisposed to? Which oh. ones do you really want to incorporate? Which ones do you want to master? Um, and that's where choice comes in and, and yeah. real discipline. Um, so, I, so I like what you're doing from the perspective of um, not only is it a tool, but it's also one that you have to do. Like you it's not enough just to sit back and say, oh, I want all the benefits of what Deb's talking about. But it's like, okay, great. Then you have to do what Deb does yeah, um, and do not, the writing piece. Yeah, it's not um, – I, I find that a lot, of, a lot of people, the hardest part is getting started. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? What do I do? I, a lot of people who come to me say, I'm, I'm afraid of what I'm going to find. Mm, um, and so there's, a, there's, there's so many ways to – you know, be gentle with yourself to start, you know, small and not expect, you know, there's so many things that say, you know, you should write every day to have the benefits of a, you know, a writing practice. And I say, you know, just do it when you can, you know, in the beginning, even if it's only five minutes once a week, I think you'll find after a while that it becomes a thing that when you get, a lot of people start at the only time they write is when they're angry. And that's okay, because then you'll find the benefit. And then you might say, oh, I want to celebrate something or I'm exploring something. I want to see what comes up when I start to put pen to page. So um, I, I just think it's a process and it, you know, just like life, it is going to, it's going to change, it's going to morph. Uh, but if, you, if you're committed to um, the process and the process of the writing, the process of your own life, then, you know, you've got yourself a, a partner that you can take anywhere. You know, it's, it's, mm, I always I say it's, that. it's a portable, affordable, and it's pretty, you know, it's pretty amazing. So let's say someone's listening right now. They're like, okay, all right, Deb, you've convinced me. I'm going to do this. I want to, I want to just start and take action other than, you know, obviously touching base with you and, and, and get taking advantage of the free gift that you're offering to folks. What are some, just some practical, like one, two, three, like, how do you do this? Like what, what can people start doing now that will have an impact and walk them closer to, to developing that as a habit? One of the things that I like people to start with is to just get a piece of paper and start writing, seriously, write your to-do list, um, write the stuff, not necessarily just the to-do list, but write the stuff that is kind of gunking up your brain that you're thinking about all the time. Maybe it's, oh gosh, next week I have to go to this party and I don't want to go to this party. Just jot it down and it doesn't have to be complete sentences. Don't worry about spelling. Don't worry about grammar. The thing that you brought up earlier, Tanya, at, at the very top of this conversation, I think so many people are afraid because they were taught start with a topic sentence, have a transitional phrase, have your, you know, map it out before you start. I say, don't map it out. Don't have transitional phrases. Don't worry about it. Just get it down on the paper. The stuff that's gunking up your head is a great place to start. Um, because once that stuff, you start to get that stuff down on paper, you might see that there's one thing that's kind of 
almost energetically jumping off the page going, spend more time with me. Uh, you know, the, the, I don't want to go to that thing next week. Well, why don't I want to go to that thing next week? You know, this is going to be, I, I mean, I'm going to try and make something off off the cup. So I, it's not going to turn into anything great, but you know, just spend some time focusing on something that, that kind of jumps out at you. And you'll find that if you allow it, it'll, it'll kind of come out and you just give yourself a chance to explore. Don't worry about coming to a conclusion. You don't have to have a conclusion. Just explore on the page. That's one thing that I think is, is super helpful and a way to get started because it, that's something that it's accessible to anyone. What's been on my mind? What has been driving me crazy? What's been ticking me off? What's got to get done next week? What's happening on the news? What's, what, what, what's the tension in my shoulders? Just get that stuff down on the page. And usually you'll find something that's going to jump out and say, I guess spend a little more time with this and then just do that. Mm, I like that. Well, and, and it's funny as you're talking, like that was the exact same process I used with um, when I started reading tarot cards as a counterintelligence agent, because it was like, I, I had these things mulling around in my mind and I couldn't quiet down the chatter long enough to really tap into my own intuition. And I needed a tool to do that with. Um, mm. and, and so, and that, and, and I'd already done a lot of the writing stuff in my own way. And so I needed a, a new tool, something that like shocked my system into like, Oh, this is new and different. Um, you know, but it's the same process. And, and, and uh, folks, if you're listening, so, so let me just, you know, in full disclosure, I can't, you know, I wrote two different master level theses and then became a counterintelligence government agent, how to write government reports. So if I can learn to write in a conversational, fluid, um, heartfelt way, so can you. I don't, I don't know that anybody was more indoctrinated in rules of writing than, than I was in, in various um, genres, if you will, in academia and government and corporate. Um, and, and so there is a little bit of undoing that goes on and, and perhaps... Absolutely. A trick would be to to not look at this as writing, but as, you know, call it something else. Call it creative flow or something. Because, you know, like Deb touched on earlier, when you call it, you know, writing or, or, or journaling, it was journaling you were talking about yeah. instead of a writing practice, you know, we, we kind of flip into that part of our brain and are like, must write, you know, like I said earlier, like this robotic, like, you know, and I'm like, I, I, I was telling Neva the other, our eight-year-old daughter, she she was writing it. We were working on an assignment for her homeschooling. And, and it was like, she completely changed personas as soon as she sat down in front of a piece of paper with, with a pencil. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, who are you right now? And she's like, well, and, and she was, her brain had gone into overdrive because one, she wanted to say, she goes, I want to use as few words as possible. Cause then I don't have to write as much. <laughs> it's so, you know, God, you bring this, this is so amazing, Tanya. Cause I, I do, I think so many people, get themselves in whatever, you know, so many people think, well, I have to write for work. I don't want to write for myself. Um, mm -hmm. Or, or I can't, like you said, you know, I write this one way and it's hard to do. I was, I was, a, um, you know, in marketing and public relations and, you know, I was all about the, you know, you've got to put the lead up at the top of the press release. <laughs> you got to know what they're, they're reading. They got to know what you're talking about. And, yeah, and then I was a, a freelance writer and, you know, you kind of have ways that you do things. But um, one of the things that happens with this is, is, you know, people come to me and say, well, can you help me write a book? And I always say, that's not what I'm, I'm really here for. Yes, what I do could help you if you wanted to write a book, but I'm not here 
to help you write a book. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm here to help learn how to free up the way you think you're just doing it on paper, free up the way you think so that you can explore your own life. So you can explore your choices so that you can understand yourself better. And, and if you break some of those rules, I mean, another one of the things that I do, and I I highly encourage your people to try this. This is another thing. After you get all that stuff down on your, you know, the gunking up your head stuff, try writing as badly as humanly possible. Right. (laughs) Write something like what is happening, you know, just pick something, write about, you know, a movie you saw and write as badly as you possibly can. And and what I think will happen is that you will find it very challenging to write badly. Uh, Everything in me is like, no. And and people always say to me when I, when I offer that, what do you mean by write badly? I say, I don't know. What do you, what do you think writing badly is? And then I'll just try it. Because if we, if we try to write as badly as possible, you know, we try to write in a way that is, because we think we have to write really well. So there's got to be, like, what's the opposite of really well? Well, that's not well, that's badly. So what is badly? And then you try it and it's really hard. It's really hard to write badly. So it's, it's this wonderful experiential way to say, it, it, it's okay to write you know, badly, because you're still going to come up with insight and um, things that you'll reveal about yourself, because it's not about writing perfectly. If you if you want to write a book, eventually, you're going to need to polish things up and edit and all that kind of stuff. But that's what editors are for. You know, that's what your friends are for to help you edit or, you know, professional editors, just don't worry about the the grammar and the transitional stuff. It's that's just a waste of your time. Hello. Um, Hello. Oh, <laughs> I was going on and on and on and on. Oh, sorry. I apologize for that. I didn't realize I'd muted myself. I was, um, I was talking too. It Did was brilliant. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I got you. I was laughing. I said, I think that's a perfect note to end on. Um, oh. and you, you heard it here first, folks. You'll write badly. That this is, this is the thing to do. It, it's so liberating to think about it from that perspective. And so yeah. for those of you who are a little bit intimidated by the conversation and how do you get started and all this other stuff, um, I think you know the, the, there's so much that we can glean from Deb today. But if you take nothing else away from this, take away the concept that, that just do it. That's the most important part. And don't hold yourself to, to a standard when you're not even really sure how the whole thing's going to unfold. And I think that the discovery process is really key. Deb, let's remind people where they can go to find out more about you. My website is debcooperman.com, D-E-B-C-O-O-P-E-R-M-A-N. And I'm on Instagram as the Deb Cooperman. And I forget what I am on Facebook, but I'm on Facebook <laughs> too. <laughs> Instagram. I try and spend a little more time on Instagram. I find it kinder. Oh, really? I'll have to check that out. I left Instagram's like at the bottom of the list of uh, platforms to master, but I, you know, it's been coming up a lot lately. So maybe it's it's time for migration. Yeah. Well, if you do let me know so I can follow you. Well, we're we're there. We're there. We're, we're, we're everywhere. We just, uh, it's just a matter of where we're focusing our energy at the moment. Uh, But we are definitely there. Well, that is a really great metaphor. It just sort of depends on where you're focusing your energy, right? Yes, yes. It's a a constant balance. Um, You know, and and again, it goes back to the multitudes conversation. Sometimes I just don't feel like being in certain spaces, and so I don't. Um, That's kind of how we roll. 
Um, so Deb, thank you so much for joining us. You're delightful and I've enjoyed the conversation and I know our listeners got a ton out of it. I know I did. Um, you know, I really, I, I really think that what you're doing is great and, uh, please let us know how we can continue to support you. Oh, thank you, Tanya. I, I really appreciate it. It's been a, a pleasure talking to you as well. Jennifer told me you were fabulous and she was right. She, that, she's a smart lady, that Jennifer. So she's pretty very awesome. cool. She makes some pretty cool introductions. So yeah. to uh, all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you for listening. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.